all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another show, Body of Christ Real Talk, with your host, Joseph Brownlee. Welcome to the show. Hello, everyone. Good morning. Good mid-morning. Good evening. Good mid-evening. Good afternoon. Good mid-afternoon. And to all my night listeners on my night hooks, welcome to another episode of Body of Christ Real Talk. Forgiveness. What happened on the cross? Now, piggybacking from my last show, this is just a continuation about forgiveness. Because the majority of the church that's in the body of Christ and church goers don't understand grace like they thought they have. I didn't need that at the time. And what must we do to be forgiven by God? The answer to that, if you listen to my show, you should already know nothing. Nothing you and I can do to be forgiven by God. And the answer and the reason why is because God has already forgiven the world because of what his son done, Jesus Christ. Now, what you're hearing today or tonight, you're not going to hear in your church too much. Not explained like this about forgiveness because denominationalism uh, type of way of forgiveness is based on the kingdom program or the earthly ministry of Christ and man-made traditions when it comes to forgiveness. It's always, it's often something that man or you and I have to do to be forgiven of our sins when it comes to denominationalism or something like that. Either it's repenting, coming to the altar, confessing and stuff like that. That's the traditional way of people believe that they can get right with God. That's for the saved and the unsaved. That's why many people, if you notice in your church, if you have an altar called in church and somewhat, you have the same people, including yourself, going every Sunday back up to the altar because of the past sins through the week you have done, because a lot of times your ministers or your pastors or whoever, but evangelists told you that's what you need to do. When Sunday come or midweek, but mainly Sunday, the same people go up to the altar to have their uh, ask for forgiveness of sins or they need to repent or need to be refreshed and stuff like that or get back on track with God. That goes on in a lot of churches. And you know you may be one of them. Okay. Whether you saved or not saved, you keep going back to that altar, confessing the same sins that God has already forgiven you for. Yes, and that God has already forgiven you for. Now, I left off how God was able to reconcile himself to the world. Uh, and then I explained how was that able to take part is because of what Jesus done, Jesus Christ done on the cross, the finished work of cross. I mean, Christ. His finished work. He took all men's mankind's sin on himself. He was the final sacrifice for the world. You know, he was the final 
uh, all the penalties that came on the world, past, present, and future was poured out on Jesus. See, bad he got beat and how much he suffered with the scars and everything like that. That's the physical part of it. But the spiritual part that you don't see is the victory, not the physical. And that was rough and bad. But what he done is so far uncomprehensible that many men and women cannot comprehend. The passion of the Christ is one of the closest uh, depictions that I believe, that many uh, historians believe, that portray how bad Jesus was uh, massacred, beat, destroyed on his way to the cross before they hung him on the cross. And that's why it still hurts many when they see movies and they see that depiction of Jesus uh, being crucified on the cross. But I'm not going to get into that. I want you to focus on uh, the finished work. Because many people and many believers and churchgoers still don't understand the finished work. My goal is for the churchgoers to be saved. That's my goal for the churchgoers to be saved. So when you hear me say churchgoers, I'm talking about you're not saved yet. And you know you're not. You just playing church. You're not saved yet. So I'm talking to the believers because I want them to have some type of weaponry so they can go out there and tell the world about reconciliation. And I'm talking to the unsaved that's listening to me so you can know it's nothing you can do to be saved when it comes to your sins or forgiveness of sins because that's already been taken care of. Now, uh, I'm going to explain how you you know how you can be saved now. Now you should know by now that forgiveness does not merit salvation. Forgiveness of all your sins does not mean that you are saved or justified or righteous in the eyes of God. Also, forgiveness of sin does not mean that you're not going to sin again. You most of you are going to be just as wicked as you ever been, even sometimes after you hear this message. Forgiveness of sin also does not mean that you will not sin again. You still have that sin nature. I still have that sin nature. So the possibility of sin is very high, <laughs> especially for an unbeliever. So you will sin again. That's no doubt. I promise that. You will sin again. If I was a betting man, I'd be rich. Just telling you that. You will sin again. Okay. It's just a matter how much. Okay. Also, <clears throat> I talked about the salvation. Universal teaching uh, teaches that everybody is going to heaven. You know, God is not going to send anyone to uh, hell. And that's true. You send yourself to hell. You send yourself to hell. But forgiveness of all mankind's sin, like I said, when it comes to salvation, does not mean that everybody is going to heaven in the world. See, so I want I want I want you I want to be clear. And I think some ministers and grace teachers is not clear enough on that. Why? Because they're limited forgivers. They don't, they, they not grasping that. They still feel the only way that uh, you can be forgiven is to be saved first. Fully forgiven. It's like a partial forgiveness, which the Bible under grace does not teach partial forgiveness for the world. You're either fully forgiven or you're not forgiven at all. But you are fully forgiven, okay? Now, let me read the scripture for you right quick. Let's go to, if you have your Bible, let's go to uh, 2 Corinthians 5 and 19. 2 Corinthians 5 and 19, if you have a Bible. By the sake of time, I'm just going to read it to you. This is showing what God 
has done and is not doing. Second Corinthians 5 and 19 says, To wit, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them. Now, imputing means not counting or not charging their trespasses. Who is there? The world. Not imputing their trespasses unto them and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. 19, to what God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself. Now, if you go above to 18, it says, and all things are of God who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. Okay, you're looking at reconciliation. First of all, God reconciled himself to the world. The world has, was not reconciled back to God to this day. But God reconciled himself back to the world because what Jesus done, he took care of the sin. So God said, okay, there's no sin I could charge you with. So I can recommend, I, now I can reconcile myself to the world now. And give them an opportunity to be saved. You say, say what? I thought I was saved. No, I just explained that. You have an opportunity. God just made a way. Jesus paved the way for salvation. See, because they, they, they don't all come together. Like I said before, forgiveness of sins, past, present, and future, does not merit, does not equal that you are saved, okay? I, I'm going to keep saying that so people won't think, won't be saying I said, you know, because you're forgiven of sins, you're going to heaven. And that's universalness. Universalist type of teacher. I do not teach that, okay? You are have been forgiven of all your sins, but you're not saved. You still will go to hell. If you don't do this, and I'm going to tell you what you must do to be saved. Now, God reconciled himself to the world. Now the world has to be reconciled back to God. How can the world be reconciled back to God? By believing. You heard that right. By just believing. No works, no confessions, and nothing like that. No repenting. Changing your mind. That's all repentance means, changing your mind. Not stopping sinning, but changing your mind. Just Believing, believing in what? Believing of what Jesus done for us, not who he was. Not him being your king and your Messiah, but believing what he done. This is called the finished work of Christ. That's really not being taught, taught correctly in church. The finished work of Christ is the fullness of what he done after the resurrection. The fullness explanation of grace that many believers and unbelievers don't understand of what happened. The fullness of what went down. And this fullness was only explained and revealed to one man which was a Jew. The Apostle Paul who has all the revelations of this mystery in his 13 letters which is called 13 epistles. Okay, you got that right? So just remember that what I am telling you, the finished work of Christ was not uh, revealed to no one else in the Bible. Past Jesus' earthly ministry, Jesus knew, but he did not reveal it because he's God. The Peter and the Twelve, nowhere else, is only been, it was only revealed to the Apostle Paul, the finished work of Christ, which the Bible and the King James calls a mystery or the hidden wisdom, okay? All right, now you can be saved this way by believing what he did. Believing in his death, burial, resurrections, and you can find that in Second Corinthians five and nine. I'm sorry, Second Corinthians fifteen one and four. First Corinthians fifteen one and four. My mistake. First Corinthians. I get second and fifteen. Uh, and uh, first mixed up. First Corinthians fifteen one to four is the gospel of 
mankind's salvation. The way to be saved today, I hope you're getting this now. The only way to be saved today, remember I said it's not repenting of your sins or confessing your sins. It's believing. Genuinely, sincerely believing what the Son of God done. His death, his burial, and his resurrection. You cannot get saved by Jesus on that, hanging on that cross. It was a brutal thing what happened to Jesus, but that would not get you saved just knowing he hung on the cross. See, that would not get you saved. His resurrection, the fulfillment of his resurrection is the power. And that power and what happened was only taught to one man who taught it to the world, the Apostle Paul. Okay? I'm saying this slow and plainly through this one earthly man, which was a Jew, the Apostle Paul. So the way to be saved is by only believing. That's grace. That's God's grace. Nothing you can do. A wretched, no good people like us could be saved just by believing what his son done on the cross. That's what makes this gospel and the way of salvation triple times better than the Jews' kingdom program because they had conditions. They have to keep sacrifices, sacrificing and getting their sins forgiven. We today do not, the world today do not because Jesus took care of all sins and there is no law. We are under grace. Therefore, to be saved and for the world to be reconciled back to God is only by believing what Jesus done, not who he was. You understand what I'm saying? There's been a transferring over to what he did. And many people still today and believers do not understand grace like they think they did. The power of what really happened on the finished work of Christ. That's why Paul always talks about he preaches the cross. He don't preach it. He don't preach Jesus earthly ministry. He does not preach Jesus hanging on the cross. His teachings and miracles or nothing. He preached when Paul said, I preach the cross. He's talking about the finished work because that's the power for today for salvation. Not Jesus earthly ministry. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. You understand what I'm saying? And how did he know this? He was, it was revealed to him by who? Jesus, the resurrected Christ. The one that's going to come get the church called the rapture and the same one is going to come back in the second coming to restore Israel in a thousand year millennium as their king. He's coming for the body of Christ as Lord and Savior. And then after the church in the seven year tribulation, he's coming back and he's going to step foot on earth and restore Israel in the millennial kingdom as their king and Messiah. Our Lord and Savior, body of Christ, Israel's king and Messiah. So the way to be saved while you're under grace is just believing in his death, burial, and resurrection. Okay? God bless you all. Hope you got something out of that. Remember, 1 Corinthians 15, 1-4 is the gospel of salvation for you and I and everyone in the world today because there's no sins that's been charged against you. But being saved, you must believe that. Generally. God bless you. Bye-bye. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. 
It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday.